0: It's Luke chapter 1, reading from verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, "'Greetings, you who are highly favored. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Well, what do you make of that? What do you make of the Christmas story? Is it perfectly believable? Or a bit far-fetched? Angels appearing? A virgin having a child? It's not normal, is it? And that's the point. This is not normal in a standout way. The reactions of the different people uh, involved, as Andrew read through there, the reaction of Mary uh, was uh, being focused on. It shows that everyone understands this is not normal. Uh, Verse 29 of what we read, Mary was greatly troubled at the angels' words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. As you would, as I would. Verse 34, How will this be? Mary asked, since I'm a virgin, You see, the people that we're reading about knew that this really doesn't normally happen. This is exceptional. This is unique. This is God doing something in human history which is stand out, which we should be rem- remembering 2,000 years later. And how we react to those events, to this st- story, will depend a lot on, on our presuppositions, how our assumptions about how the world works, how we look at the world around us. And, and as we do that... Do you, do I, start with ourselves when we look at the world around us? Or do we start with God? The first of those, starting with ourselves, is very popular nowadays. uh, That I'm the measure of what's right in my life and my world. I'm the measure of what's authentic for me, what's true for me, and what's possible around me. That's, That's a very popular way of looking at the world. And if we've got the start-with-me way of looking at the world, then our outlook, our uh, will be, it will be limited to what we've already experienced or possibly seen or read about. What we choose, uh, what I've experienced, plus maybe some people around me, maybe some people in my family, people I trust, okay, I'll add what I experience and they experience, and, and maybe a few other people like, I don't know, maybe scientists and doctors, because... They should tell us the truth, and so we assume they do. And if that's how we look at the world, we just start with ourselves that we might make the mistake of hearing the Christmas story and saying, "Oh, nice story, but not a true story, surely." And that'll be such a mistake. You know, I've never met an angel. Anyone else ever met an angel? So. Well, you know, maybe Mary didn't meet an angel either. That's, I think that's how a lot of people uh, listen to the Christmas story. But the Christian faith, it, it invites us to do something. It invites us to add something to what we've experienced ourselves. It says, listen, there are some people who've written down what they experienced, what they saw, what they heard so that you and I, even though we're living a long time later, can add that to our personal experience and discover how the world works in a way that we would not discover if we didn't have what was written down. Luke Luke explains it in the very first words that he chooses, the the first four uh, verses that have the heading introduction. I'd encourage you to read it at some point. Perhaps now, but perhaps not. Actually, he, he just ex- let me just summarise. He, he explains he's carefully investigated what happened, and written down Luke's gospel so that we can know, and that the first person he's read, writing to can know certainty, so that the person he's writing to can be sure. And you think, oh, that's great. Okay. So even though the person he's writing to, even though we haven't seen all the things that happened 2,000 years ago, we can still know for sure. We can add something to our own personal experience that's going to bring something into our lives that we wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, Do read up on that. I'd encourage you to do so. Because, you see, if we realise we can trust what Luke writes and what the others write, then it opens to us a, a, a... a part of the world that is, uh, is so wonderful because it's what God's doing in history. It opens to us a whole new way to see the world. Because actually the Bible's worldview is very radical. It's radically different from our cultures. Our culture starts with ourselves and says, well, let's be trying to work out what's authentic to me. The Bible says, well, let's start with God as the measure of what's authentic and possible and true. Uh, Chapter 1, verse 1 of the Bible, Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You see, if we start with God, we won't stumble when something, well, a bit different happens because, well, it's God at work, isn't it? Who are we to limit God? We'll ask honest questions like Mary did, but also if we... Have the Bible's worldview will say, okay, well, but yeah, sure. I, I don't know why God's doing this, but I need to understand it. I need to, oh Lord, what, what's going on here? We'll ask the honest questions, but we'll be open to the answer as well. If you see what uh, the angel says uh, to Mary in the in the verse that's there uh, printed out on the sheets, uh, verse thirty-five. He explains the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. See, that's just how it's going to happen. God's going to do something for Mary that is going to fulfil his promises and his purposes and be uh, involved in uh, her life. You see, just because we can't explain something doesn't make it untrue. There are lots of things that um, we uh, didn't used to be able to explain that they've discovered through science. But there is something scientists still can't explain. So scientists can't explain how light, which we're benefiting from all around us, uh, they can't explain how light sometimes seems to be like a wave, sometimes it's like it seems to be like a particle. As they've done experiments, they kind of think, well, sometimes it's a bit like one, sometimes it's a bit like others. They've got a special word for it, it's called antimony, because it seems to be both at once. But no one's really got an explanation for that. It doesn't matter. We still can enjoy light and it's fascinating for scientists to kind of keep on doing experiments and try and work it out. So it is with God becoming human through the Virgin Mary. We can't explain that other than the way verse 35 does, that God did it by his power. And you see, Mary realised that quite quickly in this conversation, and uh, as we read through it, it, it looks Showing us how she moved from verse 29 being pretty troubled, as you would be, as I would be. And then verse 34, is more kind of curiosity and questioning, how, how will this be? How does it work? How, how is this possible? And then by verse 38, the final verse that we read, she's just accepting. She's saying, okay, I'm the Lord's servant. I'm up for it. Or may your word be to me be fulfilled was the um, proper way to say I'm up for it back then. Um... And so, you see, that's, we're, we're tracing here in Luke, someone's journey, someone's experience, not our experience, but her experience, and the way that she moved from meeting this, this totally shocking news, really, to saying, okay, but if God's doing it, I'll accept it, I'll be part of it. And, and that shows all of us the way in to God's purposes. It's by actually listening, what is God doing, and then saying, okay, how do I, how do I get to be part of it? How do I receive it and um, come into what God's doing? Now, as a church, we realise all that takes uh, time to understand, uh, takes time to process. And um, so we love to run uh, a course uh, in the new year each year, Uh, We're going to run Alpha this this time around um, uh, for a variety. And uh, we're going to start end of January. Uh, The details are around and they're on the back of the uh, the sheets. And it's just saying, why don't we explore this? This is really important. If God's become human and come into the world uh, to save us. It's really important. So um, why not give it a go? Come and explore, come and bring a friend, come and bring a neighbour, a family member. What have you got to lose in some ways we want to say, but also, wow, what have we got to gain? There's this this world of God doing stuff that we want to access, there's an eternal friendship with him that all of us are made to enjoy. Uh, A man called uh, Benjamin Jowett was once um, the person in charge of Balliol College in Oxford, he was asked by a young lady, tell me, what do you think about God? To which he replied, that, my dear, is a very unimportant question. The only significant thing is what God thinks about me. And the reason I'm quoting that how many years later is, he was right, wasn't it? You know, that's got to be a more important question. What what does God think about me? You know, what, what does he think about the year I've just had? What does you think about my plans for the next few weeks, my plans for next year? Why not come on Alpha? Come and explore. The true story of Christmas is the remarkable length that God went to to bring the human race back. A holy one, verse 35, was born of God. The Son of God was born into the world. And the play re- helps us to realise just how much God humbled himself to do that. Um, just the, the camels, the, the sheep uh, speech, and the camels were going, ugh, a stable? Even the sort of posh animals that were in our imagination, the camels, um, they, they don't want to go into the stable. And that just, it just, obviously that's all theatre, but it's a way to say, gosh, God really humbled himself, didn't He? when he came into the world. He came right down. He wasn't born in privilege with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was born at the bottom, placed in a manger. That's the one thing we do know from the nativity that was uh, true. From uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 7, explains that uh, he was, that's where Jesus was laid, something usually used for feeding animals. That's where they put Jesus. And what that means is none of us are too far away from God. None of us are too dirty. None of us are too low. For God to be interested. Jesus humbled himself right down. And actually that didn't stop uh, at his birth. It wasn't that he was born in humility and then he had a stellar ministry and became a superstar and the talk of the town. No, it's actually Jesus was despised and rejected throughout his ministry. And then then he came and said, I'm going to die for people. And in fact, that's my whole mission, was to come into the world, to die for people, to pay for the wrong we do. Jesus kept on coming down, down, until he was killed like a common criminal on a cross in our place. And the Christingle is a symbol that tries to bring some of that together. I think the young people know what this is about, don't you? Uh, we, uh, Zablon never seen one of these before, but he gets pretty well that the orange stands for the world that we live in, God's world, his gift to us. And the candle on top is Jesus, as light of the world, coming into the world, the one who made us coming amongst us. And then the red ribbon right around the centre, for his blood, his death, for the sins of the world, for your wrongdoing, for mine too. And then the, uh, the jelly babies, the non-traditional jelly babies, for the people of the world. On uh, four cocktail sticks, that's the four, com- four north, east, south, west, the four points of the compass, or the four corners of the world, as some people put it. It's actually that Jesus came into the world to die for the sins of everyone, everywhere, if only they'll come back to him and put their faith in him. If they'll get involved in God's purposes like Mary did, who said, yeah, okay, Lord, okay. I want to be involved in what you're doing in the world. God came down for you and for me, for our families, for the world. So will you, uh, if you uh, have questions about that, will you come with those questions and explore them in a the new year? Will you maybe start or restart a conversation with God today, this morning? He's only a prayer away. And for all of us who know this is true, we're Christians. We we say, yeah, I I believe this. Are we going to use this Christmas season, uh, as I'm trying to do myself, just to kind of refresh this story, to realise afresh what God has done for us? It's extraordinary. And to be thankful people that he's come right down so that we might be lifted up. People like Mary, who, who trust God's promises because, verse um, 37, no word from God will ever fail. And so people who, like Mary, say, I am the Lord's servant who will give ourselves to, to what God is doing in our lives and in our community, in our city, in our world. Who will pray and pray and live as those who are following him uh, every day. Let me just say a prayer that we might be those people. Heavenly Father, we long that uh, this Christmas we might be a people who are not just knowing about the story, but trusting your son Jesus came into the world to save us. And so following him in our lives saying, we are your servants. Lord, for those of us who have big questions about that, we pray that there would be an opportunity, either the Alpha Course or another opportunity, just to explore those questions. For those of us who still have questions, but have lots of answers to help us to trust your word, to follow you wholeheartedly, and be people who live for you and speak for you in our lives this Christmas time. We pray in Jesus' name. Oh man